following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. That's interesting. Start off the second hour with a little Robert Plant. Uh, I, I hadn't heard this song by him. <laughs> it's exactly who it sounds like. Yeah, it, it kind of does, and I, I didn't even think about that until you just mentioned it, but that that's a really good comparison. If Robert Plant did that more often, I'd be more inclined to see him solo. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who but, is it? Mike nailed it. This is uh, uh, Beth Hart, who's from Los Angeles, and she uh, paired up with Joe Bonamassa to release a couple of blues albums over the last few years. And I got to give credit to my dad. He found this about a month ago and sent it to me, and I've just been overwhelmed by listening to their three albums over the last month. And um, I saw Joe Bonamassa in Pomeroy, the Pomeroy Blues Bash in Pomeroy, Ohio, and he was probably 24 at the time. It was a three-piece band. One meal. I've had. I've owned every single album he's put out since then. I saw him. Love he, the guy. Yeah, me too. And he comes to Lexington once every couple of years. And I saw him. I think he was maybe 18 years old. He was on the stage with the Fabulous Thunderbirds, George Thorgood, and BB King. And he, my first thing was, all right, who's this kid? How do you pronounce his last name? Yeah. And this dude is fantastic. I think he opened for BB King when he was ten or eleven years old. I mean, he's, he's just one of these child prodigy kind of blues players. Well, that, that uh, ten or eleven. How no, old is he now? Twenty? No, no, he's, he's 40, uh, 40, 41 years yeah, old. About forty. Yeah. Um, remember the uh, we were driving one day and uh, the rock candy funk party. Oh, I love that. that I was, downloaded that after that was you shared one of, that with me. That was one of his side bands. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So Great driving music. Yeah. So, anyway, interesting. It's great. 
All right. S&P record. I mean, you think about where the stock market is right now. Where would we be if we didn't have the China tariffs thing going on? Uh, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, probably a lot higher. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hitting a record as is. Yeah. The, the, S, the, the interesting part of it is bull markets will find a reason to rally no matter what it is. The actual idea behind it is supposedly bad news that the economy's slowing down and that the Fed has um, said there could be an interest rate cut in the future because of a slowing economy. Well, the market said, let's rally on that, you know, party on. Yeah. Because of the fact that uh, uh, lower interest rates may be good for the stock market, which is exactly what's happening. Right. And, you know, the flip side, if if the China deal was resolved, then the Fed might not be talking about cutting rates. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's just... It's, so we'd be looking at overheating. <laughs> maybe. And maybe the market would find that to be good, too. What's crazy, you, know, you think about these people who do timing, uh, market timing. I don't know how you could have timed getting out of... Uh, stocks back in december and then quickly getting back in on christmas eve or sometime in there for this rally that's taken place ever since the first of the year right i mean the the really it started some in the little bit right towards the end of last year yeah uh, christmas eve is when it bottomed and uh the turnaround was just so sharp you look at the chart and it's just this V, and it's a real narrow V. I mean, that's yeah. how quickly it went back up. And so the you know the trying to time something like that, yeah, I mean, a lot of people tried and weren't successful. Well, you know, what's also been interesting to me is this: the interest, the power of information regarding interest rates in this market, or the power of suggestion. Well, even, that, even yeah. thank you, Tom. Right? Yeah. So what's that really all about? I mean, you know, the Fed says we're thinking about lowering interest rates and the market goes crazy with everything else still constant. And they they didn't lower rates this last no. meeting. All they did was stand pat where they are. So what is that? I mean, really, give, give me some insight on that. Go ahead. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i mean well, that's my i've point. been i've only been watching it 42 years 42 uh, years i mean and, well i mean the, a low low interest rates are good for businesses sure um good for, for everything good for everything um but from the market standpoint that also uh, it allows for a higher multiple uh, multiple expansion and when you have multiple expansion, that means that the prices will go up in the stocks. When I say multiple um, price to earnings ratios, things like that, those can expand, and that's that's what you're seeing because growth stocks, especially, that's the present value of future earnings. Lower interest rates makes that a higher current value because you're projecting you know 20, 30 years in the future for some of these companies that are hopefully going to have growth. Well, then that right raises the current value of the stock. Right. And I mean, it all makes sense. I, the thing that interest rates are almost zero. 
Well, that, that, not you, in the U.S. Well, they're, but, they're more closer to 2%. Right, but but what I'm saying, you can get out there and really borrow. If you, if you oh, really yeah. know how to get after the money, yeah. you can get money that is real cheap. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's interesting to me that, that it's having the impact that it is. But I, 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 I'll tell you what it shows. I get these emails as president of our little company. We have a $300,000 credit line waiting for you. And I get them from more than one place. And uh, when money is that easy to get, you know, they're calling me saying we have pre-approved 200,000, 300,000, 500,000. What is that saying? That money is looking for a home. Big time. And why do you want to lend money to me, an investment advisor in Lexington, Kentucky? Like I need $300,000 right now. I, that would scare me to death as a lender. Sure. If, if somebody was. Well, who are the lenders? That's oh, they're, they're, the, they're these yeah. companies with these names like uh, <laughs> uh, Capital Asset uh, yeah. something or other. It, they're, right. not, they're not big banks. They're not big banks. That's yeah. for sure. They're but not- they want they, they want to give you these rates like three and a half, four percent. What is that saying? You know, if if they're looking that hard. And that's like saying, here's a $300,000 credit card uh, with uh, no uh, collateral. Right. <laughs> I mean, how stupid is that to to want to just go out there and lend money to anybody, people you don't know? They don't know me. Yeah. When was the last time we were in this type of economy, you guys? Gosh, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> I just, I, I know this. There's a ton of money looking to get placed somewhere to try to earn a yield on it. Uh, the 10-year U.S. Treasury bonds paying 2.05% right now. Okay. Uh, you know, that's – and then any other kind of corporate debt might yield a little bit more, but not much. Mm-hmm. Short-term interest rates are very low. Uh, they're just looking to find, but but why would you loan to me or any? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people small business, right? For three and a half or four percent, when you can get two percent on a U.S. government bond. Yeah, and and what's interesting too is if you if you look at the trail of how these companies operate, that they base their lending decisions on your cash flow right and they haven't seen what my cash flow is right and they base that but now if you were to maybe jump in and i'm just speaking from my experience in the banking world and if you were to jump in and explore that they're gonna they're gonna run your credit history of course and and if it meets certain criteria they're only gonna ask for one thing what's that six months of your bank state financials Mm -hmm. they're gonna look at your bank account they want to see the cash coming in, the cash going out. Wow. They don't want to look at anything else. Your financial statements that are prepared by your CPA or anything like that, they have no regard for that. Mm. Now, in the in the less due diligence they do, the higher the rate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got to jump here to a break. It is the Tom Dupree Show. News Radio 630 WLAP. 
Joe Biden. China. Flip-flop. Iranians. Flashing out. War with Iran. 2020. Beat Trump. Think somebody, please. Real. Real. Where do we go from here? Life. Life. News is happening. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. More of Beth Hart. Like her. She's got a man's voice. Smoking voice. Isn't that a smoking yeah. voice? Yeah, I guess that's a Sound, smoking voice. Sounds like yeah. camel, kind of non-filtered. Six-pack of habit a day. <laughs> John Short joins us. Uh, John, uh, what do you think about these interest rates? It's something about the interest I think the sum rate needs to keep going up and up. That'd be good for People like the United States of America. Keep interest rates going up. Well, there's somebody going up. Stock market going up. Uh, Trump wants interest rates to go down. You know, that would be good to have it go down, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he wants. Have you been following any of this uh, college baseball World Series, John? No, hold up. Uh, I heard of Vanderbilt playing against Michigan. We hope Vanderbilt needs to beat Michigan by a whole bunch. You like the SEC. I always will like the Southeastern Conference. Yeah. Also, the Cincinnati Reds have won six games in a row. Uh, they're doing well. That's kind of surprising. I know. Oh, gosh. It's treat like the Interstellar Tournament because the winner needs to go on. You only play four games in a row. Loser needs to go home. That's what needs to do. Like the NCAA tournament, yeah. Basketball. You think they ought to make it just one game and you're done? Yep, and play on a mutual court, not on each other's home court. Yeah. So that means if there was a World Series between uh, Boston and Los Angeles, they'd probably play it in uh, Kansas City, <laughs> midway between the two uh, places. That'd probably be even better. That'd yeah, it would be better. Yeah. And the biggest story of the day. Well, not today, but a couple of days ago when Iran 
to shut down our drone. That's we need right. To attack Iran a hundred or a million times harder than what they did to us. Well, I think Trump's trying to stay out of that. Uh, he it, it looks like he was gonna do something, and then he pulled back on it and decided he didn't he didn't want to cost any Iranian people lives. I, I don't you know it's a drone, if not a person that got shot down. So it's it's different than if it had been a manned space or uh, aircraft spacecraft uh, i know it's just almost like what japan did to the united states on december 7 1941 oh no john it's not the same it's the, shooting down a drone is not the same as attacking a military base and killing innocent people not not the same yeah yeah i don't think so okay okay but but Trump's done a great job. We need, him to, we need for him to win again in 2020. Oh, I agree with you. I agree. In every state, huh? I agree. He needs to win every state. And every commonwealth. Since we're not a state at all. And a lot of people consider Kentucky state. We're commonwealth. It's like Virginia, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. Actually, we got 46 states and four commonwealths. That's right. And people don't see it that way. I do. You got one state run by the old French system. That's Louisiana. They don't have counties. They have parishes in Louisiana. Yep. So, all right, John, you're a great American. You're a great American. Yes, indeedy. Thank you. Welcome. Bye. <laughs> all right. That's John Short and his ideas. Ten-year Treasury yield falls below 2%, defying expectations. <clears throat> we were talking about this earlier. Uh, the 10-year U.S. Treasury, which is the benchmark bond that we track things off of, it, it's, right now, it's yielding 2.05%. Um, what does that mean for uh, markets when the 10-year Treasury yield is that low? Well, I tell you, especially... That's good. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Guy, no. <laughs> no, I, te- I tell you what it means for savers. <laughs> tell you what it means for savers. It, it's it's it it hurt. It, this is this is inflationary for retirement right here because it. Ooh, I like the way you said that. It co- yeah. it costs more to retire. Yep. Um, because now that's a good point. Because the savings rate. Uh, what you're earning. In other words, we need some good six, seven, eight percent U.S. Treasuries <laughs> out there. Well, wouldn't that solve a lot of problems? Say we could buy a 15-year Treasury for seven uh, percent yield. <laughs> I mean, that would just be a no-brainer. Well, <laughs> depending on what's going on, yeah, 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 yeah depending on what everybody else yeah. is doing. But yeah, if you could get a you know six, seven percent CD, you know, you're you're making. You're making good money. I mean, we could pay out four percent and save and and be uh, and uh, they'd still be uh, doing well. Right, right. But you know, what would inflation be? Yeah. You know, right now, you got muted inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, that's always the thing in the background. You have to keep the the portfolio growing above the rate of inflation. And what we're trying to do for clients is grow it above the rate of inflation and withdrawals for our clients. Right. Um, but you know, with the two percent you know the treasury at two percent it was what three it was three twenty back in october how about that and and everybody thought it was going higher and higher right um but you know you've seen what the market's done since then you know what how it's helped the market rates coming back down um but it it's painful for the saver 
what they're using it, the as the reasoning behind this is that uh, evidently they think the market's slowing the economy slowing down and the fed therefore talking about cutting interest rates you've seen interest rates move lower on their own without a cut from the fed right um and the stock market is regarding that as bullish right which to me you get a slowing economy uh earnings start to slow down uh from the bigger companies uh that would that would seem bearish to me mm -hmm. it's just the 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 hope that the fed is gonna save the market That's by lowering rates. by lowering rates um you know the ecb they came out and said that they were gonna be more dovish uh yeah. and that you know, it was it was that in conjunction they've never been uh hawkish i mean yeah. it, it's you know rates in europe are still so incredibly low right and they but they were talking about their bond buying you know implementing more of that um so that in conjunction with what the fed said is why the market reacted like yeah. it did so um mike you said something i want to i want to touch on this you said the hope that the fed would save the market what do you really mean by that when you say when you make that statement that, that it'll stimulate the economy okay on, on an, stimulate the economy stimulate the economy which right down okay there you go because I, I was going to say the market's doing great right right i mean it's never been better almost yeah right. the stock market is doing great and people regard that <laughs> Market players sometimes regard that in itself as a bearish sign. Yeah, that's right. I, I've been talking about this for the last several weeks. I, I continue to struggle with our economy is good. The numbers are great. Things are good. I mean, we've got our challenges. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, we got the workforce development piece. We got the workforce develop. That is, and that's a challenge. You know, the opioid crisis. It, it is it's the second chance. All work. kidding aside, we're really yeah, no kidding. We're we're out of workers. We've got to find new. We've got to come up with creative ways to do so. We've got other challenges. I mean, the 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 weather is causing a lot of difficulty. I mean, we're probably going to see some issues with you know agricultural yeah right corn prices yeah places right. out in the midwest they're just not even planning yeah i mean it's too it's, been too uh wet so you have that but i mean overall things are good yeah rejoice <laughs> bring it happy uh this is the tom dupree show in case you hadn't figured that out uh and we're talking about the markets and various things that affect them. Stay with us for another half hour. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson and Guy Hewlett, News Radio 630 WLAP. From iHeartRadio, number one for podcasts, stuff they don't want you to know. What exactly was MKUltra? Why do people eat bacon for breakfast? Why are people still hunting for Bigfoot? And what on earth is Project Bluebeam? From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Here at Wednesday night at 8 here on News Radio 630 WLAP. 
the kids across the hall could hear him snoring. Listen to Steve and Carrie's story about Z-Quiet. I can't control it. I would try not to. I would try sleeping in different positions. I'd say, well, let me try wadding the pillow up and putting it behind my head this way, or I'm going to make sure I sleep on my stomach or sleep on my side. And I considered the surgery as well uh, because I figured there's no way some product on TV was going to fix a problem that I had. And so we buy it. It shows up. I put it in. Didn't have any trouble falling asleep. And remember waking up in the same bed and not having been nudged in the middle of the night. Yeah, you forgot it when we went to the cabin. That was not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the only time he's forgotten to take it on an out-of-town trip, and I, it was like stepping back into time. <laughs> Z-Quiet works for both men and women. Go to GetZQuiet.com and enter promo code SLEEP to save 20%. That's GetZQuiet.com, promo code SLEEP to save 20%. That's GetZQuiet.com, promo code SLEEP. Immigration officials say ICE agents are expected to arrest 2,000 family members in massive deportation raids Sunday. Some city officials are pushing back, saying they won't cooperate with ICE. ABC's Lena Zak is in Washington. In an unprecedented show of force, pre-dawn raids of more than 2,000 people who have already received deportation orders are expected tomorrow in as many as 10 major cities. This comes as a record number of families are being detained at the U.S.-Mexico border, where Border Patrol detention facilities are overwhelmed and ICE detention centers strained as well with a lack of space, especially for families. President Trump says he called off a military strike on Iran to avoid human casualties following the Iranian missile strike that downed an unmanned U.S. U.S. drone. The U.S. now asking Iran to open up talks. In New Hampshire, a deadly crash after a pickup truck collided with several motorcycles, killing seven. It happened on a two-lane state highway in Randolph, officials say just north of Mount Washington. The cause still under investigation. I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. More in the way of showers and thunderstorms across the area on your Saturday. Severe weather threat is there. The flash flood threat is real as well. Not only today, but into Sunday and Monday, several inches of rain likely to fall across the area. And to be frank, we can't handle that. That would produce some flooding issues. Thunderstorms may also have some high winds and hail, so keep an eye on that. I'm WKYT Chief Meerogist Chris Bailey in your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the drive.ky.gov studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. Through June 30th, take advantage of historical savings during Quantrill Cadillac's 4th of July sales event. Receive $8,000 bonus cash or get 0% 72-month financing on new 2019 Escalades and ESV full-size luxury SUVs. With no money down and approved credit, payments are $1,389 per $1,000 financed. Escalade is and has been America's best-selling full-size luxury SUV because nothing compares to Escalade. Your best Cadillac deal is waiting for you at Quantrill today. President Trump defines leadership, the first major tax reform in 30 years, unemployment at an 18-year record low, jobless claims, lowest since 1973, the Dow Jones, highest in history. Memorialize these milestone achievements from a historic presidency with the Trump 2020 Freedom Coin from Noble Gold. On one side, an image of Donald J. Trump. The other side lists all his major achievements. The commemorative one-ounce coin is the only presidential Trump coin made of 99.9% .9 silver, not 
not silver plated and it's IRA approved. As the price of silver rises, so will the value of these coins. These silver coins are less than $40 each and are a perfect gift for anyone. For a limited time, go to TrumpCoin2020.com. Use the code RADIO to get $5 off each coin you order. Go to TrumpCoin2020.com and get your commemorative 2020 Freedom Coin today. Remember to use code RADIO for $5 off each coin. That's TrumpCoin2020.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom DeFree Show. Who are we listening to here? This is more of uh, Beth Hart and Joe Covering. Gosh, that. she sounds like a man. Well, she's covering uh, Ike and Tina's Nutbush City Limits. Yeah. On this one. And kind of, you'll never hear me say a bad word about Tina Turner, but she kind of blows Tina out of the water on this. <laughs> but I'm still a big fan of the Bob Seger version. Yeah. This is pretty good. This is strong. It's called Nutbush City? Nutbush City Limits. How to prepare your portfolio for falling interest rates. So we're kind of at Dupree Financial Group, which is a registered investment advisor. We're uh, kind, candid, and diligent with our clients about uh, how we handle their portfolios. Um, One of the things we like is to be able to buy certain securities that pay dividends and produce a nice yield. The yield is... uh, calculated by dividing the price of the security into the income of the security and you get the percentage that you're earning we, we we've been able to buy some things that are still paying eight percent for our clients what we what concerns us is if interest rates begin to get so low that um, we can no longer find uh, decent yielding uh, opportunities for our clients you know, then we're back into the growth game, and that can be iffy, uh, especially if you're depending upon interest rates, uh, propel, you know, making the market such that it propels the price higher of your securities. You're now having to get your your gains from growth rather than income. But what do you do to prepare your portfolio for falling interest rates as is the question is asked by this uh, Darren Fonda in an article from Barron's. One of the things you have to be careful of um, when you when you're building out the portfolio, you typically would have a position in bonds. Mm-hmm. You have to be real careful in bonds uh, in an environment <clears throat> where rates are as low as they are or could go lower. Yeah. Um, because what's after that? You know, do you get in, back into a rising rate environment um, and you look at the the premium that you're getting on corporates. There's not, like you said earlier, there's not much premium no. on corporates right now. Um, so what that means is you're not getting corporate paid, bonds. He's talking cor- about. corporate bonds. You're not getting paid to take that extra layer of risk, um, right. and you have to be very careful um, because you know even if it's even if there's not a credit risk. So if it's a treasury. 
but it's a longer duration. And if we do get into a rising rate environment in two, three years, uh, or next year, you know, who knows, um, then your, your dry powder, so to speak, could get creamed. Uh, and then you're not doing yourself any favors. So uh, what, what we've done uh, for our liquidity portion, dry powder is what we lovingly call it, uh, we're staying very short. Uh, you know, a year, one-year treasuries, for example. Uh, so that way we have the liquidity. If sentiment changes again in the short term, we're not going to get our, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the principal portion there is not going to get hurt in a rising rate. Right. Um, and we have liquidity. Uh, but from, from a investment overall portfolio allocation, uh, you need to be diversified. You know, with the types of stocks that we own, these are cash flow generators, right? right. The, 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 for the portfolio. Right. For the portfolio and the businesses themselves are cash flow good businesses. Right. That's that's key in a lower rate environment as well. So really what it comes down to is in an in any given interest rate environment, what is the market willing to or going to be able to charge you to buy a company that produces nice cash flow? And how does it differentiate? One of the things we're seeing are some discrepancies. Uh, you can buy um, good cash generating master limited partnerships backed up by pipeline assets and get a yield of around 8%, which we've been able to do. Um, but then some other things, uh, you see good cash flow generators like REITs, those are beginning to get their rates pushed down to under 6%, 5%, yep. even 4%. It, sometimes it looks like what the market is willing to pay uh, for a stock is based on how the market perceives it in its mind. Uh, do enough people like it's just like the idea of a house why is this house on this street worth this whereas maybe a comparable or better house on another street is worth not quite this right not not the same amount and the job of a value investor of a discerning investor is to dig in and judge based on the assets behind that security, um, are we getting a bargain? Are we buying something cheaper than maybe it should be? Right. Uh, the You made the point of REITs, and uh, REITs held up extremely well last year. Uh, mm -hmm. And then this year they've continued to do well. We, we own several in the portfolio and, you know, we're happy to own them. But like you said, you know, you look at the, the cap rates that they're paying for new properties right now, very low. So the, the, they're, they're, the REITs are being forced to pay up for these properties. Right. And you look at, you combine that with the valuation of the stock itself, you know, that's, that's getting pricey. Yeah. Uh, and the, the current yield of the stock. Um, so we're always looking at not, 
not the broad market situation. I mean, we're looking at it, but we're not making the decisions based on that. We're looking at the individual companies, and we're looking at you know this REITs trading at what price to funds from operations, and if it's too expensive, well, there's these other things that that you can buy that you can buy with a higher current yield with good assets behind them. You know, just getting into politics a little bit, you look at the market how iran shut down this drone of the u.s you would think that's war drums jungle drums for the war and you would you would think that that would be bearish i know it. and the market keeps going up and uh oil didn't really do that much too it was, really it's rallied a little bit it went up a little bit didn't yeah it? right but uh it, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, they said, we were cocked and loaded, ready to retaliate last night on three different sites when I asked how many will die. 150 people, sir, was the answer from a general. Ten minutes before the strike, I stopped it. Not proportionate to shooting down an unmanned drone, Mr. Trump tweeted Friday morning. So people, you know, you look at this, it, it's not well, one thing I think it goes to the fact that people call Trump just this crazy unhinged guy. He actually weighed out the fact that if we make this attack, we're going to kill 150 Iranians purely for shooting down an unmanned drone. No, not worth it. Mm -hmm. We would be considered the aggressor in that sense. Maybe the market <coughs> took that into account and said, it's not, it's not worth it. It, it. This isn't a war. Uh, it doesn't measure up to being a war. So the market didn't react. What One thing it did do is it pushed the oil prices a little higher. Oil had gotten down to around $52 a barrel. It's around 57 now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just in time for 4th of July. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. <laughs> All right. You got an article here. <clears throat> Tomorrow will not be like today. This I think what we do here is we go ahead and take the break and then we come back and we spend 16 minutes on this. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree show news radio, 630 WLAP. So what's on your mind? Well, here's what's on my mind. We'd like to know they've lost their mind because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Use it. Well, has everybody lost their absolute mind right, right here. here? News radio, 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. News Radio 630 WLAP. Coming out of a break. Oh, go right to it, baby. Tear it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh Lord! Take another break if you want to. Oh, no, we don't. No, we no, don't. no, don't do that. We're not taking another break. <laughs> Tomorrow will not be like today, Mike. This thing is uh, packed. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the getting into some investor psychology here. One of the fun biggest uh, mistakes that investors make is extrapolating out the most recent events in the market. Uh, and we do this for everything from technology uh, to all, all these different things in life. It's just how we're, we're wired, how yeah. humans are wired. Extrapolation. Um, I mean, you, you, you learn it from... Interpolation. <laughs> well, so let's just... I, I printed out the definition so everybody knows what we're really talking about, okay? okay. Here it is. It's a noun. The action of estimating or concluding something by assuming that existing trends will continue or a current method will remain applicable. Okay. We just did a little move in the portfolio that was counterintuitive to that. You were talking about REITs and how the REITs had risen so much. We had a position in one REIT that had really gone up in value that we owned, and the clients had made good money on it. But we decided to sell some of that and buy something that's yielding a little more right, to replace it. And if you would adhere to, you know, if you would extrapolate out the performance of that REIT and say, okay, it's going to continue to do this, well, now you're – on the wrong side of the uh, ownership because now you're owning something that's a lot more expensive. Yeah. You could be owning something else. Um, we're, we're taught to do this when, from when we're babies, you know, just naturally we do it. You know, you see a ball rolling on the ground and then, you know, you know that that ball is going to be here in 10 seconds. Right. And so you're just naturally ingrained to that. Um, but for investors, it's very dangerous. Um, rewind to the fourth quarter of last year, and market was down 18, 20%. Yeah. So many people, um, especially towards the end of the year, you're, everybody was talking about, oh, interest rates are going to go up. You know, we're going to get into a trade war, all this, because they're extrapolating out the most recent event. A lot of investors did the absolute worst thing they could do is sell. Yes. Um, because they, they said, okay, this 20% drop we've had, I'm going to have another 20% drop. Right. So they sell, and that begets more selling, thus the market going down. Um, and it could be too, when you were looking last year, Hey, I'm, I'm going to make a change to my portfolio. This is before the market tanked. And then after in December, after the market had gone down, well, I can't make the change anymore because the values lower. I don't want to make the change now, but boy, if it comes back, I wish I would have, I'll do that whenever it comes back. And now we're in an environment where the market's been going up, 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 up. Well, have you bought anything? Did you buy something whenever the market was down? And But now you're saying, well, everything's fine now. I'm going to stay where I am because it came back right. to where it was. And it's it's the absolute opposite of what you should be doing as an investor. When things go down, that's when you need to be looking, looking for opportunities. You better believe it. You need a guide. You yeah. need the, you, Candid the, and diligent guide. That's right. 
But there's some great fun facts to talk about. Can we jump into these? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to throw one at you because the workforce development piece, Tom. Yeah. If you really, you know, extrapolate what they're talking about, 1973 minimum wage was $7.69. 1973 it was. Okay. Uh-huh. It rose high back then. Yes, that that's that was what minimum wage was. Nineteen seventy three. Right. It rose four and a half percent. Okay, or forty five percent. I'm sorry. No, it leaped four and a half percent to eight dollars and seventy four cents in nineteen seventy four. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now. Think I always about, thought the minimum wage back in the 70s was around $3 an hour. Well, it, it was. Rates were going, it was growing. Yeah. Now, so fast forward to 2016. Yeah. At that rate, I mean, if we'd have continued at that rate, minimum wage would have quad, you know, quadrupled yeah. to 32, okay? But guess where it was in 19, 2016? $7.25. It actually went down. Minimum wage did? Yeah. Golly. Now think about that. That's about half scary, right? Yeah, you'd think by that time it ought to be around 20 bucks an hour. Exactly. Now the, now here's what's interesting, though. I do have to say this workforce development piece. Here we go. The average wage in America right now is $27.80. Yeah. Okay. But minimum wage, instead of following the trend that everybody thought it would, it went down. Okay. Amazing. It's amazing. Do you want to talk about the Elvis Presley? Yeah. <laughs> the Elvis Presley one was the best. So in 1977, uh, that's when Elvis died, <clears throat> there were 170 Elvis impersonators worldwide. I mean, you would think there would have been more than that, but there were 170. In 2000, there were 85,000 Elvis impersonators. Really? So let's extrapolate this out. Yeah. In 2019, if you extrapolate that out, a third of the world – would be Elvis impersonators yeah. if you extrapolate that rate of How about that? growth out. Um, Extrapolation is something that is scary. Yeah. You can't – I remember when Walmart just kept going up every every day or Microsoft at one point kept going up. And by those rates of extrapolation, uh, Walmart would have been a, a third of the market. Yeah, that's right. It's the same thing with Amazon. You know, uh, Amazon, people like Amazon now because it's Amazon. But uh, you can't extrapolate its rate of growth to go on forever either. That's right. Uh, There was a good article by John Hussman. He's a a fund manager. He's a interesting guy. I like reading his his, uh, writings. Um, But uh, he 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 has something he calls the iron law of valuation, which is the higher the price investors pay for a given set of expected future cash flows, the lower the long term investment returns they should right, expect. Exactly. Um, and so as a result, that's precisely when past investment returns look the best, uh, but they're actually the most dismal. You know, you have to buy things. It. Um, I'll never forget uh, a guy named Joe Rice who was in the bond business. He talked about what it took to step up and buy a bond issue and resell it as an investor. He said you got to suffer to buy bonds. What he was talking about was mentally you 
when you make an investment decision that's against the grain of the market, it's going to cause you a little psychological pain every now and then because you're wondering, am I doing the right thing? Now, what helps you is research. If you study the underlying businesses of the companies you're buying, it will ease the suffering a little bit because the biggest thing people don't want to be is wrong. And it seems like the group is always right. So people will default to what the group is telling them to do. That's true with ETFs and things right. like that. To be a research-driven investor, meaning that you're investing in something that's not necessarily loved by the group, can cause you to suffer a little bit. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like, in the case of these uh, MLPs um, that are backed by pipeline assets, you know, nobody cares about them right now. Mm -hmm. But that's where the suffering comes in. Am I stepping out into something that nobody likes? Now, to some degree, this is how we do our investing for clients at Dupree Financial Group. We buy things that may not be well-liked, but if you do the research on them, they're good, solid companies. Right. And uh, there was a, another quote that uh, I like talking about, you know, that short-term pain, you know, volatility. Um, volatility is not a surprise. Volatility is neutral. It's just a part of what a security is. Yeah. But you can turn it into risk if you mishandle volatility. That's right. That's interesting. And that's the, the misperception. I like to refer to it as self-delusion. You know, investors that are trading on emotion can really fool themselves. And it's yeah. back to what Tom was just talking about. That's why you need a diligent guide, somebody that you're holding yourself accountable to, talking about what you're going to do. And we all have an emotional component to everything we do. Everything. We all get down. I know if the market's down in a big way, despite what I say about, oh, we like volatility, we like to buy things, when the market's down and I see our clients' holdings going down in price, it hits me in the gut. You know, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I know that my own emotions will try to push me in the wrong direction. I heard it said that best one day uh, somebody was in our office and said, my serenity level is directly proportioned to the value of my 401 k That's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> they got a problem. <laughs> they got a problem. <laughs> There's the emotion. Got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be careful. But that's why we're, we're forthright you know, at Dupree. And we're going to yep. tell our clients the truth. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead, Mike. Well, I, I just want to give <clears throat> one piece of evidence of what, you know, extrapolation, you know, you, you see these articles that are coming out. You look back at the end of 2018, you know, it was all this stuff, you know, the investors selling securities, moving to cash. But then yesterday, as I was looking at this extrapolation example, um, Barron's had an article uh, they made a projection in 2017 of the Dow uh, hitting 30,000 by 2025. They've revamped it because of the returns of this year. Yeah. Hey, we could get there 
a lot sooner Booker. because of what the market's done. So the, it, it's a prime example of extrapolation. All right, if you want to have your portfolio looked at, if you want somebody to go over your portfolio that has done this before, you can call us at 859-233-0400. Email us at info at dupreefinancial.com. Look at our Facebook page. We are a, we've got a lot of really cool stuff up there, by the way, that Elizabeth's doing. Um, you've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson and Guy Hewlett, News Radio 630 WLAP.